afternoon out there in the Plannerverse. Welcome to episode 74 of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse. With me today, as always, is the illustrious Steve Morton. Hello, Steve. Good afternoon. And I am your host, Karina Tovmasyan. And today, of all days, we have a wonderful episode lined up for you. It's going to be the last step of the getting things done process. So in other words, if you've reached this step, you have gotten things done. You are in that space where Nike tells you to just do it and you say, I did it. Uh, so <laughs> hopefully we're getting to that point. But interestingly enough, Steve and I were rambling as we often do prior to the start of this recording. And we had decided that one of the biggest issues that we have going on and I think this is out there for the whole Plannerverse, because when he said it, it sort of was like a light bulb moment for me. He called it his biggest point of anxiety, and I decided to call that the BPA. So the <laughs> BPA for, for Steve is when he wakes up in the morning and he doesn't know what day it is. It's that, that split second of panic that goes through <laughs> all of us when we're like, oh, did we have something to do today that we've forgotten? And so that's the BPA. And... The way that we're going to conquer this BPA is by allowing ourselves a ritualistic experience of having some kind of normalcy with our planners. And I, I really like David Allen's system of getting things done because, you know, if we're, if we're going to go through the, the five steps that he talks about, let's go through them real quick. So the first hmm. step in episode 70, we had discussed how to capture this information, how to collect what has your attention. We said, use an in-basket, use a notepad, use a voice recorder, use whatever it is that you use, but use one thing. We've decided because we live in the Plannerverse that we're going to be using our planners. Rightfully mm. so. And <laughs> Steve's grumbling about something. What? What, Steve? What? <laughs> carry on, carry on. <laughs> carry on. All right. Okay, I'll see about that later. Um, episode 71 then went on to talk about how we're going to clarify and process the information that we've captured. So what does that mean? And in that clarification, we're going to ask ourselves, is it actionable? And when we say actionable, I think uh, David Allen refers to this as something that can be done in two minutes or less. I use a five minute or less policy because for me, the extra three minutes doesn't really distract from my life, but you can, it's arbitrary. It really is. I don't know. Steve, do you have a, a time limit that you say you can't, if, if it takes over this set number, you can't do it anymore. It has to be sort planned. of five minutes is sort of about right for me as well, really, because yeah. I, I start thinking about these things now and not, don't put it off, do it. <laughs> right. Because then you're going to forget <laughs> Yeah, because I'll, I'll go off and do something else. That's why we you know, write things total down. Total distraction mode, me, I'm afraid. So, yeah, that's just step two is to clarify. We're processing what all of this means. And so either you're going to trash it, you're going to delegate it, or you're going to do it or plan it. Those are the, the steps that we're doing. Then we had episode 72 with organize it, right? Put it where it belongs. That means that we're creating our lists at this point and we're contextualizing. One of my favorite words so that means we've now created, we've captured everything, we've clarified if it's something that we can do right now. If we have things that we need to plan, those plan items are going onto a list. And so you can do calls to make, errands to run, emails to send, you know, dances to dance, that sort of thing. And once you're past that step, you go into the reflect mode, which is to review your items frequently, as David says. 
and do a weekly review to clean up, update your list, clear your mind, that sort of thing. Uh, Steve has his way of reviewing. I have my way of reviewing. I think, I think we both think we should, you all should set up a system that works for you. Ideally, and I don't know if this is true. Steve, do you sleep with your planner next to you? No. Do you think that would stop your BPA, your biggest point of anxiety? No, because I still wouldn't know what day of the week it was, even if I had it. Just look over your shoulder. It's on your fucking nightstand. (laughs) No, you know, he's shrugging his shoulders now. Carry on, Corrine. Okay, and so now we have our wonderful episode 74 where we're talking about engagement to simply do as as david allen says and so uh we're going to shut the tape off and now you can go on and simply do have a good day everybody this was the episode no? <laughs> um, or if you've got this far without falling asleep yeah. I, you know people have, um, have actually told me steve that they use our podcast to fall asleep asleep so i'm i'm quite i'm quite satisfied in knowing that we're the cause of the success for insomnia for people out there. I, I had no we've, doubt. We've cured it. <laughs> success. Where's our prize? <laughs> so, so, so David says you need to use your system to take appropriate actions with confidence. And I think this is the part of the banter that Steve and I were having earlier was that I feel that this is the exact part of the process that allows your brain to begin to trust the system because you're doing it. And so what happens is, and ideally, well, not ideally, but realistically, when we're planning, we are planning in a vacuum. There's nothing happening around us in that moment besides planning. And so when we write things down in our lists and we say, well, I'm going to do this on Monday and that on Tuesday and and so on and so forth. And we, we get to step five where we're actually going to engage. And we look out the window and we see that it's now raining. And we had... Monday's tasks were to go do outdoorsy stuff. We now have life that has inserted herself into into the task list of our getting things done and is now thumbing her nose at us saying, you're not going to get things done today. Um, and so that's where I think the, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Plannerverse team steps in to save the day. And we say, guess what? This gives you a chance to go through the other four steps again and review and figure out what other things you can do because you've contextualized. Now you can just simply pull out your rainy day list or your do at home list or the don't bother Steve list or whatever (laughs) list you've got and start cracking away at one of the lists that you had set aside for things that need to be done indoors. Steve, uh, how does that, how does that sound to you? It's sort of the the devil's in the detail as it were, isn't it? it? Where sometimes you might write something down that you've got to do um, but you might not have actually defined the actual you know the actual detail of that task you know you've got to write an article or or make a particular phone call but you haven't got down to the sort of detail level of what you're going to write about or what the call is specifically about yet but you've at least written it down to remind yourself that that's got to be done. And then when it comes around to either review time or just before you sort of start preparing yourself for something, mm. that's when you can start to insert the detail of these things. And I quite often um, just write down um, 
sort of things for reminders for particular days sort of things and it's left pretty open really at this stage sort of the early part of the week as to what is going to be in the detail of that that thing on the day sort of thing do you write it on because a post-it note or do you write no, it in it's the planner? written in the in the planner okay you know as you know what sort of a specific thing i've got to do but i'm not sure what you know it's in very you know in my case a blog post so it might just be post for thursday or something as bland as that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the actual detail but that's just reminded me that i've actually got to physically do that post for thursday or maybe photographs or something like that and then the actual um the, the actual detail it'll just keep you know shouting at me you you haven't dealt with me yet <laughs> and of course what i do is i'll leave a bit of a gap afterwards to put in the detail of what i'm actually working to for that particular day sort of thing so it, it's it works quite well for me that because it then sort of gives me some sort of structure to the week rather than absolutely nothing at all because i haven't thought of it yet if i've actually noted it down yeah that helps me sort of um work my way through it sort of thing well yeah and th- and this harkens back to that one episode where i i remember saying something like you've got to plan it because if you don't plan it then you're never going to get around to doing it if you think well i'll get around to planning it because i don't want my week to look full then mm you're never going to get around to it because you've forgotten to insert it. And so I, I would I would argue, and Steve, I'll wait for your input on this one as well, is nine times out of ten, I have to change my plans. I have to change yes. the calendar the, once I've set it up. So, it, it, But I'd rather have it there because I know it's in the forefront mm. of my field of vision as yeah. opposed to wondering what I've got on my list because I, if you have that mindset of I only want to put things done on paper that have gotten done, then you're never going to get anything done. No. <laughs> right? So I think plans are there to change. Re- that's a reflection thing, isn't it? You know, that you're, in that case, you're only really recording what you did. Correct. Not what you've got to do. So, of course, that's not really what we're talking about here because, you know, anybody can make a list of things that you did last week, you know. Yeah, it's just it hindsight really achieve, recollection then at that point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really achieve a great deal either. <laughs> you might never actually get to do it in the first. I've been successful. I did everything yeah. I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> However, <laughs> the success in all of this, in all of this, when we say all of this, I, I suppose it means in planning and being able to have your brain align itself with the planner, is that you're you're training yourself to understand how things need to be incorporated in your life and that allows for boundaries and that allows for other people to respect the time that you have so and you for yourself to respect the time that you have to be able to get the things done that are important to you instead of spending things spending time getting things done that are trivial and Mm. and i know steve and i were also talking about this before we started the recording is there is a there is a huge point of frustration um the BPF, the biggest point of frustration, <laughs> when you realize that your planning system isn't working for you. And I've seen it time and time again on various social media groups where people get so upset and frustrated 
they throw the planner away, they sell it, or they decide to get new inserts, or they throw their hands up in the air in frustration. They say, I've had it, I'm done, planning isn't working for me. But this is exactly the point where you need to hunker down, go back to the five steps of what's not working, and understand that it's going to take a little bit of training on your brain's part to understand the system that you've set up. And if it's not a system that's naturally intuitive to you and you're having to work at it, either consider changing the system so that it can be a little bit more intuitive or give yourself some some mock tasks just to see how your brain functions with it. So in other words, break apart what it would look like to do morning chores and mm. see how those fit into your planning system. Is anything falling through the gaps? Is there is there anything that needs attention that you're missing? Is it in the middle of your morning chores? Other things are coming in to disturb you, so you're forgetting to complete what you've wanted to do? That sort of thing. So, uh, as a prime example, um, just look around your kitchen. What Next time you're preparing a meal, and whilst you're waiting for the carrots to boil or you know the, the microwave to cook whatever or something... Just look around and think about the various things that you need to do, but they are going to take more than five minutes sort of thing. You, know, oh, yeah. you might yeah. want to um, clean the top of the cupboards or you might want to clear out a, the cupboard where all the cereals or spices are stored because yours invariably get crumbs fall down and things, don't you? So... You know, suddenly set yourself a task thinking, right, I must clear that shelf one day and give it its annual clean up and put it all back in a nice semblance of order. You know, suddenly decide to um, reorganise your spice collection into alphabetical order or something daft like that, rather than just, you know, they all end up back in the cupboard, but you can never know where they are. And invariably, the, the least, least used ones end, all, always end up at the back of the cupboard, don't they, rather than the front. Sort of thing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so, right. you know, just jot down, you know, reorganise spice cupboard or something daft like that. It, it, it's one of these tasks that you, you can sort of add into your list sort of thing. And you know in your, in your mind's eye sort of thing that that's going to take 35, 40 minutes. But I don't have that 35, 40 minutes now. But next time I do have 35, 40 minutes to spare, you can slot in this mindless sort of dull sort of task, but you'll feel that you've achieved something after you've done it sort of thing. This is a great task for inclement weather. So yeah. if you are, if you, I mean, why not? I, I, lo I, I love that idea. I think I'm going to incorporate that, is I'm going to make myself a, a if it rains list and if it snows mm. list. And things that I'd like to get done on those days because I really don't want to have to leave the house if I don't want to. And no. why not try and accomplish something? Yes, it is going to take about 35 to 45 minutes to accomplish mm. the pantry clean out and make sure that you vacuumed everything out and that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, I think it's in those small exercises that you can begin to train your brain to understand the value of the five-step process. Another spur of the moment idea you can we we've, we've spoken about sort of t breaking tasks down into the different categories and what have you in terms of you know this on a rainy day that indoors that outdoors you can sort of turn this round sort of through 90 degrees as it were and have 10 minute tasks 20 minute tasks 
40 minute tasks, hour and a half tasks and have them divided up by how long they're going to take to do. And right. You can tackle it that way as well, couldn't you? Yeah, like that reminds me of my folder that I used to carry with me when I was flying a lot. I had a read while on airplane folder because mm. I just didn't want to have to read these articles while I'm at my desk because I'm doing work, other things mm. at my desk. But I knew I was going to be a captive audience for the next three, four hours whilst on a plane. So I would pull out my folder and read the articles that I had just kept throwing aside during the course mm. of the month. And it was time so well spent because no one's disturbing me. I can no. take the time to underline. <laughs> and then, of course, once I'm done with the article, I throw it away. I, there's nothing to keep. It's just mm. stuff I've torn out of magazines. So it, I think ideally that would be the perfect role of a planner but it would mm. have to sh it would have to increase and shrink in size according to the amount of paperwork we put into it so uh, magazine articles would have to go into a5 or letter size and or a4 mm. excuse me and then mm. come back down to like mini size when we're doing little addresses i would love an expanding it's, it's and shrinking planner accordion planner <laughs> it starts making music when you start you know yeah. stretching it out or shrinking it back in wearing the berry and the stripy shirt <laughs> right so so in this in this fifth step of simply doing, as David says, I think the simply do is, in fact, the exercise for the brain. This is where we begin to understand the process that we've set up for ourselves and how that's going to work out with within our own lives. Because, again, it's it's very simple to create a task list in the vacuum of planning. But to be able to incorporate that list as life comes at you is allows you to have to go back to steps one, two, three, and four on a consistent mm. basis and on a random basis. Mm. Suddenly you may find yourself going from step five to, oh, I can do something very quickly in two minutes and get it done. There's your step two. And then suddenly as a result of that, you now have cleared up space for, to plan again, to collect more data. Step one pops right back in. And then you say, well, I don't have time to do this, but I can clarify what these things are and you can pop them in the appropriate tabs. So you've mm. done step one and three without even thinking. They become very dynamic and very organic in the way mm. that you apply them for your life. You, you sort of get to the sort of not quite the end point because I don't think there is an end, is there? You get to, <laughs> <laughs> it's just you, you get to the, to complete the cycle as it were of completing, you know, actually starting something and then completing it. And that gets you back, back into the game again, to sort of either go back to step one or two or, you know, revisit whichever appropriate step that's needed to what happens next sort of thing. Until you complete the final task and enter the high planner verse in the heavens and that's yes. the final getting things done. <laughs> All right. You've gotten everything done at that point. There's no, yeah. there's no redos. Uh, so, so in this, in this step system, in the five-step system that David has set up for us, I think it's it's very easy to try and get caught up in the, well, I, I didn't do this one step right, and let, let me go back and try and fix it. I, I think this is more of those broad, broad brushstroke kind of things where you're sort of seeing if the system works for you, and you know it's working for you because if you think of something and you have that biggest point of anxiety, your BPA wakes you up in the morning and you say, <gasps> what's going on today, and you just sort of take a look over your shoulder and you see exactly what's going on today, then you can somehow 
clear you can be bpa free yeah you can clear yourself of of that anxiety because things are under control one of the one of the biggest digital um uh, assistants that i've had recently that has done a wonder for me is this app from google called calendly have you seen this thing steve no. it's calendar but a play on the word calendar so it's calendly and uh, oh, what see. it does yeah so it, what it does is allows clients to schedule a 15 minute free chat with me. And that's great because they can do it on their own. They get to see the, my schedule. What they don't get to see on my schedule is when I, what I'm doing when. What they do see on my schedule is when I'm not available. So they right. can pick for themselves times that I have designated as I'm free. Yeah. On my side of the calendar, and this is I do this all through um, the the Mac calendar or the iCal system. Mm-hmm. On my system, I have all of my personal calendars up. I've got family, <laughs> I've got friends, I've got Steve, I've got podcasts. The client doesn't get to see any of that. What they see is when I have free slots and they can schedule their 15-minute consultation in those slots. The beautiful thing about this thing is that when a client actually does tick a box and, say, and says, okay, well, I'd like to schedule Wednesday, for example, at 3 o'clock, I get a notification in my iCal and it blocks out that period so no one can double book I can't mm-hmm. book myself over a, cal- <laughs> over a client because I've been known to do that. I don't have time for you now, client. I've got to take care of something for myself. Um, and so there's that. But that also allows me to go to my paper planner and see on a paper field of vision what's going on and if I'm taking up too much time in my day for doing X number. Mm. That's why I color code. I'm still with the color coding. I love the color coding. It works for me. Um, but I can see, for example, if red is work, if I have too many red slots in my weekly calendar, mm. then I'm doing something that's imbalanced for me. That means I need yeah. to insert some more blue. I need to insert some more red, whatever those red and greens and blues mean. But um, that's that's the idea behind the five steps. I'd like to know, Steve, on your end, what I, I think we all do these steps unknowingly. But we sort of don't have a system. And so David sort of put this into a system to explain the process to us. And then now we Mm. kind of reflect going, oh, yeah, I've been doing that. I just didn't know I was that clever. I'm sure a lot of people don't recognize the fact that that's what they actually do on a fairly frequent basis. Um, And they sort of have been doing this type of thing. Maybe not 100%. They may have been sort of getting towards 100% of, you know, adapting the system to them, suit themselves and using the system um, to the max. But they're sort of being building up to it. I think you have to, you know, it's very difficult to suddenly regiment yourself into a new yeah. sort of thought process planning process or whatever today i shall wake up and know everything that there is to know about planning instantly i I shall wake up and know what day of the week it is now that would be quite (laughs) oh steve (laughs) (laughs) but i'm sure by applying um your sort of you know go think back a little bit you know step back from what you're doing on a daily basis weekly basis or whatever yeah. And look at, right, how can I improve on this? How can I make better use of my planner? And that, the, the better, making better use of it, using it more 
to help you remember things, to help right. you schedule things. Um, that, to me, I think is is more, in, and it's more. It helps motivate people to get things done. It helps control the sort of feeling of being overloaded all the time. Um, you know, it might be a, a change in work situation, a change at home situation. You know, your partner might be away for a week or, you know, in work, your supervisor might be away for a week or your one of your colleagues might suddenly, you know, go sick for a week. And the extra load is put onto you. Right. Um, if you've got a system that can handle extra tasks and what have you, then you can easily adapt your sort of, you know, schedules and and what then you sort of then sort of step up a gear sort of thing and then you look at all these extra tasks and you work out what the extra what's got higher priority than some of the stuff that you would just do in to maybe to fill the time in sometimes and then right. you know you can shift them to one side and you can take on these extra things and you know and get through the week without overstressing yourself and over straight you know stretching yourself to an absolute limit so you come out completely it just then feels just like a normal week and you know you handled it superbly and everyone sort of looks at you and thinks gosh how did you manage sort of thing no one there's no been no sort of complaints about late orders or or whatever right you you, you handled it superbly and you know you get yourself some brownie points for doing that i suppose which is always good um but you know, you feel at the end of the week that you've, you know, you've adapted and you've changed accordingly, and you know everything's been quite easy to sort of cope with. Anyone who's starting to plan for the first time might feel as if they're they're they've gone from a dark room where they're told they're sitting in a dark room and pots are going to be boiling over at any moment, and they're supposed to know which knobs to turn off. In, in a dark room. That's pretty much what my life was like before planning. I'm not even talking about paper planners. I'm talking any kind of planning. And then suddenly a planning system comes in and now all of a sudden you have the same dark room, the pots are boiling over, but you have a light, an indicator button that sort of pings and, and an alarm that goes off. And you, all you have to do is press the light button to shut off mm. the pot from over overflowing, right? So that's the initial state for me of, of planning, of understanding that you can now start literally putting out fires, right? If the pots are boiling over, then you can just press the button and boom, they stop. That's the initial state of planning for me. And then as I've gotten more sophisticated with my planning, I've discovered that there's more and more light in the room and you can either set all the pots at the same time or you can remove the pots and put them away. Or you have this sense of control that you were just speaking of where the recovery or the downtime from life coming at you doesn't have to be so overwhelming that you need to take an entire weekend to hide under the sheets and blankets to, <laughs> you know, make, make, make yourself available for Monday to do it all over again. You know, it yeah. doesn't have to be <laughs> in that sense. And that's the, that's why I think Steve and I do this because we've realized there's so much to be learned and there's so much to be gained in terms of quality of life and being able to recreate the life that you think you would want to be living instead of life coming at you at the level that it wants to come. This is a filtering mechanism. This is a way to, to incorporate things that you like about your life and and enjoy them and not make it seem like they're well there I can't do these things because everything else is coming at me in the dark. 
So, um, so that's our thoughts for this week. Steve, any <laughs> final thoughts for us? <laughs> no, I think it's a topic that will most probably um, end up revisiting at some stages in the in the future. Um, maybe it's even, yeah, maybe even sort of um, revisit particular points within it if we get people asking you know through feedback or whatever uh, we can we can easily you know revisit um any part any subject really uh, it doesn't matter the fact that we've covered it before um you know it, it will approach it completely from a different angle because we never remember or never write down what we're well, and when we cover it, we cover it in such a general term that someone mm. may have a specific question and say, but how do I do this for this specific circumstance? Yeah. And I, I think that's we can't anticipate that. So if you have questions, please bring them forward to us. We would love to be able to answer them either in the planarology forum or in the philofaxy forum or here on, on the recorded area. Or by email or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So where can we find you, Steve? You'll find me as usual. Hiding under the covers, <laughs> to use that phrase again, at filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And you can find me vacuuming the square corners of my pantry at any given moment at planarology.com, at throatpunchresumes.com, at filofaxi, at all the other places Steve lurks at so I can get him out of there and start getting him to do his work. <laughs> And don't forget, folks, if you've enjoyed our ramblings in the podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it, and share it. <laughs>